Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include vendor management, the official nomination of the director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, and an in-depth look at the Fed. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 in Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms and an excellence in firm culture by Inside Public Accounting several times. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. California has reinstituted its mask mandate. No one is interested in living in isolation again. Remember, your quarantine alcoholic name is your first name, followed by your last name. Simple. Life doesn't have to be complicated. What are the ingredients of Frito-Lay's corn chips? Corn, corn oil, and salt. But technology and compliance are anything but simple. Are you set up for a cybersecurity audit? You should be. Vendor management is its own discipline. But as a lender, you are responsible to regulators for your vendors adhering to regulations. How are you monitoring your service providers? What are they, and you, going to do in the event of a data breach? Is your advertising compliant in terms of print size, color, and placement? Does your company allow team names, like the Jane Doe team at ABC Mortgage? If so, does the name have to be filed with the state or county or the NMLS as a DBA or trade name? The list goes on and on. President Joe Biden announced his intent to nominate Sandra Thompson to serve as the director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA. She is currently the acting director. Recall that President Biden dismissed former FHFA Chief Mark Calabria following a Supreme Court ruling that the president could fire the director at will. Previously, the agency's deputy director of housing mission and goals, she moved quickly to undo many of the more controversial policies instituted by Calabria. The Community Home Lenders Association promptly responded to the White House announcement saying, quote, CHLA strongly and unequivocally supports the president's nomination of Sandra Thompson to be FHFA director. End quote. Good luck, Sandra. Talking about inflation is all the rage, and trying to assign blame is popular. But as widely known economist and former guest of the show, Elliot Eisenberg reminds us, quote, while inflation is currently quite elevated, it is important to note that monetary policy works with lags of 12 to 18 months before the impact of rate changes are fully felt. Thus, the Fed would have had to, among other things, anticipate the severe supply chain problems we have been experiencing and would have had to start raising rates soon after the initial lockdowns of March and April in 2020 to keep current inflation subdued, which would be impossible. End quote. Ahead of today's conclusion of the December Federal Open Market Committee meeting, markets received another report yesterday showing U.S. inflation running hot in the form of producer prices, which were up 0.8% month-over-month and 9.6% year-over-year, well above expectations and the highest reading in 10 years, which adds to pressure on the Fed to act more aggressively. The PPI tends to lead the CPI, so yesterday's report indicates that pricing pressures will accelerate over the near term. The report is just another data point that will force the Fed into an uncomfortable position of taking a more aggressive policy path at a time when the market also has festering concerns about a slowdown in growth. A faster taper is virtually a done deal, with expectations for a doubling to a further $30 billion a month reduction starting in mid-January, which would wrap up purchases by mid-March. 
The fear is that if FOMC officials don't announce a much more aggressive path of rate hikes today, their passivity will risk a repeat of the great inflation of the 1970s. The goal of accelerating tapering is to create opportunity, not commitment, to hike rates earlier if needed. While inflation is clearly an issue, there are several reasons why the Fed might not want to commit to hiking rates considering the economy is still a few million jobs away from broad-based and inclusive employment. Omicron does pose risks to growth over the near term, and inflation might actually slow early next year as seasonal demand strength give way to seasonal weakness. The market is fully priced in for a June hike and is implying a 40% chance of a March hike, both of which are aggressive, as accelerating the taper creates a narrative that the Fed is already responding to the inflation threat, which in turn should help restore its credibility and deflect any future criticism and or political pressure. Additionally, hiking rates in the first quarter of next year would likely require the Fed to either alter the guidance of broad-based and inclusive employment or somehow fudge the definition of maximum employment and convince the public that the goal has been reached. Given the above, there is little reason that the Fed would want to lock itself into an earlier tightening path. The Fed's balance sheet has almost doubled in the past two years, from $4.5 trillion to $8.5 trillion, and it now owns about 30% of all outstanding mortgage-backed securities. By taking so much duration out of the market, the Fed may be contributing to the flatness of the yield curve. It is important to remember that the Fed is still buying MBS, just not as much as they used to. Even once they reduce their monthly purchase rate to zero, they will probably still buy enough MBS in the market to compensate for runoff. Allowing the balance sheet to run off sooner might also allow the Fed to address or deflect inflation concerns without hiking rates prematurely, and would allow the Fed to tighten conditions in a way that does not put as much pressure on the dollar. MBS spreads have been widening as the market evaluates how much the reduced central bank demand will affect MBS pricing. As investors continue to mold the Omicron news and wait for this afternoon's Fed decision in the last FOMC meeting of the year before the new hawkish rotating members take over for the current presidents, today's economic calendar is already underway. Mortgage applications decreased 4.0% from one week earlier, according to data from the MBA's weekly mortgage application survey. We've also received the latest retail sales, up 0.3%, weaker than expected, Empire State Manufacturing in at 31.9, indicating strength, and import-export prices up 0.7%. Later today brings October Business Inventories and the NAHB Housing Market Index before the Fed's statement, SEPs, and Chairman Powell's press conference in the afternoon. Today's MBS purchase schedule sees the desk purchasing up to $3.8 billion of conventional MBS, with no treasury purchase operations scheduled before returning tomorrow. We begin the day with agency MBS prices about unchanged from Tuesday, and the 10-year yielding 1.45 after closing Tuesday at 1.44%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. This one's from Mel Brooks. I met a girl in Chicago that was so skinny. I brought her to a restaurant and they said, Check your umbrella. Wish I could deliver a punchline. I'd like to thank today's sponsor, Richie May. For over 30 years, Richie May has been deeply involved in the mortgage industry to bring solutions and innovation through advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more about how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.